All right, everybody, welcome back to Talk for the Now podcast. And we are back with Jason once again. Jason, what's happening? Oh, nothing much, sir. What's happening with you? You know, not a whole lot. A lot of the same. Watching kids trying to figure out uh, how to pay for bills. <laughs> mm. <laughs> the fun things of life, you know? <laughs> the fun things of the... I'm actually um, a slight bit of uh, uh, possibility news. I might possibly be looking into getting a master's degree. We'll see. Yeah, I know a you've been thinking about it. That, yeah. Possible MBA. We don't know. We'll see. Excellent. Excellent. I may decide not to. May decide to. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, I've been trying. One thing I've noticed with kids, it's extremely hard to get back into a rhythm of anything, um, <laughs> especially with, like just something as simple as trying to get back into an exercise routine. All that. Um, I'm starting to understand why people, as they get older, especially if they have kids, go to bed really late. I mean, go to bed really early and get to bed or get up really early. Right. Because if you go to bed, you know, <laughs> 10 o'clock at night and you can get up at 6 a.m. and get all your workouts <laughs> done or anything you've got it done for the day. So, right. That's a possibility. I don't know. I, uh, I'm, I, uh, put in my two weeks notice on Monday. No way. You didn't yeah. talk about this offline. Oh, wow. Got a I new know. job. Yeah. I, uh, I'm joining the circus. No, I'm kidding. Uh, well, that's <laughs> no. not a surprise. Um, no, I uh, was actually got a call from a recruiter because he saw my stuff on LinkedIn and mm. just asked me if I was happy there. And I said, well, yeah, I'm happy where I'm at and whatever. And he just told me what the job was as well. Yeah. You know, and I gave him this much higher number, um, about $30,000 more than I'm making um, as my like marker, like, okay, you know, this will be what it's worth to cover my 6% pension because they don't have a pension at the other company. Mm. And, you know, just the hassle of leaving in, you know, the betterment of myself. And sure enough, they went for it. So I'll be making 30 grand more um, wow. years starting at the day after Memorial Day. Um, still logistics industry, but a freight forwarder instead of a steamship line. So um, kind of a one-stop shop for people. They get the freight forwarder to do everything, schedule all the legs of a, of a shipment and all that stuff. So it's be good experience too. So, wow okay very and nice it's, and it's only 20 20 25 minutes away so oh yeah but, that's great yeah man well we'll have to get a little bit more into the minutiae of it after uh yeah after know, we, off, off offline after offline we get offline here sorry folks you can't see that stuff you gotta that's right that's privileged know, yeah yes. privileged information <laughs> if you want to email me and i can give you the paypal you can pay from some of that no, i was kidding yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm kidding that's but behind, I'm not. <laughs> that's behind gene's paywall look jason um, i am not above taking any amounts of money that people want to send me for well, free you know, gifts <laughs> donations from, yeah far be it from you to refuse the kindness of others yeah <laughs> if yeah. somebody would love to write me a check out for a million dollars for talk of the now <laughs> podcast i will gladly take it and i'll pay whatever taxes are supposed to be paid on that <laughs> but you know um Speaking of, why not just do a um, selfless thing here? If you like the Talk of the Now podcast and you want to support us, you go to our Talk of the Now podcast website and you can donate money, even if it's a dollar. Look, somebody's got to keep these lights on. Somebody's got to buy these mics. Somebody's got to pay for this internet service. And these, Jason, he just told you his, inter, his computer's about to take a dump on him. He needs to buy a new computer. Okay. <laughs> I mean, all look for now and until we start making a profit, I, 
will definitely put some of the money toward making a better production. I talk of the now. So there you go. If you like talk of the now, then you should donate to talk of the now podcast. If you appreciate us, we appreciate you. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so there you go. There we go. <laughs> I don't know if anybody likes it. They probably like to listen to it to, to laugh at us or me. Hey, you know what? However they listen, we don't care. <clears throat> yeah. Nope. Not a bit. Not a bit. Um, and I told you before, didn't I, that I started the Talk of the Now Theology podcast. Right, right. So I'm sure you're following that. It's a little bit smaller podcast right now. It's, right. Um, it's going well. We've got about six episodes on there. If anybody Ooh. wants to go over there and look exclusively at um, theological topics, not a religion podcast. It's not going to be, you know, we, we may delve into other religions just to talk about it. Um, but this is primarily a Christian based podcast to talk about the Bible, God, all things excellent, excellent. Christianity. Yeah. Um, hey, I may even have you on there, Jason. I, mean, I know that may uh, ruin his credibility, but I might have you on there sometime. <laughs> <clears throat> well, a lot of it I do, I'm trying to make some things more exclusive to that, like a few that I've added on there. Like, I do have one where I've talked to a missionary on there. Um, and that's not on this Talk of the Now podcast. And there's going to be a few others that I want to do on there as well. So it won't just be that everything that's on here, you can find on there and vice versa. So as it, as it grows and develops, I want to make that a little bit more um, its own thing. You know, whereas, you know, when, when there's good topics on here, because I like for this podcast to be a little bit more... Um, kind of broad and we're going to i mean if i want to talk about snails one night or you want to talk about erasers one night or um <laughs> the shipping industry we can because yep. i don't like to you know like i've said i don't like to limit yeah. us yeah I mean, there's, maybe, no, maybe, there's no agenda here <laughs> maybe just... we lose audience by doing that jason but i don't know maybe we gain audience for people that like variety i, I think i think you gain because people are gonna they don't know what they're gonna get when they do <laughs> you know that's kind of nice yeah. yeah some people it's like it, it's like people are eavesdropping on our conversation basically like we're we're at a restaurant somewhere and they're just in the booth next to us eavesdropping oh. like whoa i really talk about something good i want to get involved in that but i can't <laughs> <laughs> man maybe one night we ought to just um i should just record us at a restaurant and not tell you until later and then mm. post that you probably tell me before you post it <laughs> No, I, I couldn't so, do that. So let's just, clarify yeah. the chain of events. Here. <laughs> no, I couldn't I could do I that. That's just, no. There's something the, the, the public needs to know and some things they don't need to know. Right. For instance, they don't need to know my bunker location. Do they need to know your bunker location, Jason? No. For all they know, you are 100 feet under the ground in western Idaho. I do get calls from a guy in Idaho, from Idaho about buying land. <laughs> That's kind of funny. He hey, said, you still want to buy some land from me? I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> I could buy it. I could just never visit it. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's just, I think you keep the format the way it is kind of just random is the word, you know, it's just like mm -hmm. you're. And, you know, I give credit where credit's due. A lot of this was inspired by our friends over at the Von Hessler Doctrine. Um, I mean, it's inspired by a lot of things, but Von Hessler, I've always thought he's a cool guy. Um, he has Von Hessler Doctrine here in Atlanta on WSB radio. And his show is very improv. Um, yeah. It's He does things that are more, um, 
I think he has to kind of keep a little bit of a format just because it's radio. Yeah. Uh, his producer gives him topical things at times, but as he's gone on, he's sort of made the indication that he's going to make it more of an improv type show where they talk about whatever's on their mind. And, right, and I like right. that because it keeps it interesting. Um, I've talked about how Rush Limbaugh was an influence on me. And even though Rush's format was basically political topics um, of the day with a little bit of current event stuff, uh, if you listen to his stuff the last five years or so, or the entire time, I would, I don't know what, you, what would you say? Maybe 80, 90% of his topics were basically political topics about. Well, I mean, he was, that's how he, that's today. what he was. He was yeah. a political commentary a commentator, you know, and mm -hmm. You know, he was. There used to be rush rooms back in the day, where where got at restaurants they would oh, open yeah. up these rooms, and guys would go in the afternoon and and sit there and you know listen to Rush and talk about it and all that. So you know that's it was a phenomenon. You know, if it weren't for Rush Limbaugh, there wouldn't be talk radio. It's prevalent uh -huh. as today. You know, and I think I think mm -hmm. of other local people like you know Neil Bortz and um, you know, but before him, uh, I can't think of his name. The guy before Neil Bortz. Oh, who we was were, that? We were really Ludlow Porch. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, guys, yeah. Southern guy, right? Yeah. Guys like that. You know, I mean, Neil, you know, we didn't always agree with Neil, but right. Neil had Neil had a way of just putting it out there. Ludlow was a little bit more topical kind of. Yeah. Uh, improv, wasn't he? Yeah, to an extent. Um, yeah. You know, Herman Cain, all the people, mm -hmm. you know, that we, we, that I listened to on, and we listened to on AM radio, uh, because there was no talk radio on FM, as it really shouldn't be on FM. Um, but I, I think all that's influenced me because that's, you know, I was a broadcast journalism major because of those guys. You know, I'm not doing anything in it, but I'm, you know, I was on the radio in college and I think about them. You know, I would, I would kind of emulate some of their nuances, uh, because it's how I knew I had to be on the radio. But anyway. Right. Well, Neil yeah. Bortz, though, I think that he's a good example of my influence as well. Um, mm -hmm. there, there are several people, and I know we've talked about this before, but uh, these are the guys that have influenced me that, you know, when you work in an office, I've had several office jobs and you sit at a table, you sit at a desk all day and you're, you're copying and pasting or whatever, and you get a little yeah. bored and you want to listen to somebody in your ear while you're doing it. You get tired of listening to, you know, as much as I love classic rock, you get tired of listening to music all day, all day, all the time. Right. Um, I'd listen to Clark Howard, uh, Dave yeah. Ramsey. Those yeah, are not Dave. political guys at all. No. Um, they, although they're not afraid to talk about it. Um, listen to um, Rush Limbaugh, as I said, Neil Bortz. And Neil Boris was another guy. Another guy I kind of listened to a little bit was Colin Cowherd, just because he likes to talk about interesting sports topics. Um, mm -hmm. And um, I listened to 680 The Fan some in Atlanta because it's a sports-oriented um, thing. And they do a lot of kind of improv talk talking on those. Um, two guys right. that come to mind are Chuck and Chernoff that are on there. And they would even say that they were influenced by guys like Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. Um, but Clark Howard, though, Guys like Clark Howard and Neil Bortz and Dave Ramsey, I kind of consider them in some ways to be mentors in a way because um, I would say that Bortz talked a lot about politics, but he was probably, whereas Rush was more like 90%, I think Bortz was probably more of 75% politics. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes he'd go down to 50, depending on what he wanted to talk about that. Yeah, day. he would. He had, but he had a great way of, of putting things, you know, whether you agree with him or not, you kind of respected the way 
he ran his show. Yeah. You know? And had him and Royal Marshall, you know, just um, yeah. giants to me of Atlanta radio. Um, mm-hmm. And you know. I know that Rush would say, I think that guys like Rush Limbaugh sort of got – in, in a way, they sort of were prisoners to their own format in a way, I guess, because he had this thing that he called the uh, stick to it, stick to the issues crowd. And he would always talk about them because he would get off topic because he liked to talk about things like technology or, yeah. you know, um, charities that he's into or maybe maybe golf. But then if he got into it, he'd be like, all right, now I'm going to get back over talking about whatever, you know. Yep this is you know whatever political topic because i know the stick to it the stick to the issues crowd is going to start writing <laughs> <laughs> so you could tell a lot of them people like um him or hannity for example they if they get too far off that topic they will probably lose the numbers just because that's what people go to them for yeah but, yeah um, whereas i going circling back to um eric von hessler when i started listening to his show some it, it gave me the freedom to understand that you don't have to make that about your show. Right. Um, even though I'm into, you know, I'm into things like history, constitutional topics, you know, things like that. Um, and I mean, I'm into political stuff, but you know, to me it's so bizarre and crazy right now. I don't even like to talk about it in a public <laughs> space. Um, so it, to me, it's much more fun just to do something. Say all that to say that. Uh, Light. Lighter hearted is what you call that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather hear stories about, you know, old Henry down the street back in the 1980s that used to, you know, eat peanuts and drink RC Cola. (laughs) It's awful specific. Anyway, (laughs) Um, I can tell you some stories. Don't you know it? Anyway, I don't even know what we're talking about tonight, Jason. You know, we're just, uh, no, we're just talking, Gene. We're We're just, we're just talking. How about oh. this? Um, how about it, Gene? How, how about, about it? <laughs> how about you? Um, let's do that. Well, since I mentioned some fictional character I've never known, um, <laughs> let's talk about a character, somebody that we've known in our past that was a real character, like somebody that you can't make up. Um, not, I mean, if you got somebody that's a peer, somebody that's your age, maybe you can do that. But I'm thinking more like, when you were a teenager, 45 year old, what's it, whatever his face is, you know, just, you know, you got to use names, change your names if you want, but you know, do, you know what I mean? Like just who do you, who do you think was a real character that you knew of growing up or that you met hmm. in your life? Interesting. How's that? How's that for improv? That's, that's, a, that's very Im- improvisational. <laughs> improvisational. Uh-huh. Yeah. Improvisational. Um, mm-hmm. um, we just we just throw the English language around and beat it up a little bit in here. That's how we are. Uh, we're both Southern. We can't help it. Of um, course. Yes, right. Um, you know, I, it's hard not to go back to like a teacher or somebody like that. Um, mm. You know, I, I I tend to yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on a teacher at, at good old Clarkston High School in DeKalb County where I went. Um, you know, I would say. I'm, high school so i was a teenager and um we had this guy from enterprise alabama tom flowers was his name we call him coach flowers in fact i'm friends with him on one of the 
the uh, social media sites that I don't want to give any money by mentioning their name or any support. So, um, and we still call him coach flowers because he's just coach flowers. He was an mm -hmm. assistant football coach and an assistant wrestling coach, but he was probably one of the best history teachers I've ever had in my life. Um, hmm. And the man also did medieval reenactment, like Renaissance festival type stuff. So he made his own chain mail and brought it in one time and, you know, that kind of thing. So you've got somebody that really loves history, teaching it. And I know this kind of goes along the line with one of your passions, but he was just, he was our Georgia history teacher mm -hmm. and it was just vibrant and fun. And, but he was crazy because you just never knew what he was going to talk about. Mm. Like, we're like, this is curriculum. I don't care. I, I love it. You know, you know, back when teachers had more control over what they taught in the classroom, they weren't just teaching the test like they do now. Right. And, um, you know, so you had teachers that could, could really show their passion in a classroom in, you know, for the subject matter. And it would be, whether it be on, you know, segregation back in the day, which is always a touchy topic, you know, especially in the South, because it was more prevalent here, but, you know, not to get political and I'm just being historical here, but, he had a way of, of just showing certain videos or talking, telling stories about growing up in Alabama. Those, you know, that just that put that painted a almost Norman Rockwell like realism hmm. to it. If that makes sense, like you could you could see the event and you you were there. You brought you right to it. And so he wasn't really crazy crazy. He just was passionate. And mm -hmm. you know, I know a lot of people. You know, when a a guy of his persuasion from Alabama starts talking about that topic. It can make a lot of eyes roll, especially in my DeKalb County school where I was definitely a minority, but they didn't, they loved the way that he, he put that kind of realism on it. And in a fun, enjoyable way about a topic that is nowhere near fun, you know, but he would, he would kind of bring you back to enjoying hearing about this with the caveat that we've moved past things in his, you know, in society, but, you know, for the fact of the matter, he, something completely different. There's a statue. Now, I went to Troy, you know, it's, it's Troy University now. It was Troy State. So we're about 45 minutes from Enterprise, Alabama, where Tom Flowers is from. And he, I've got another story he told, too, which would be funny. But he told a story about a monument in the, in the downtown square of Enterprise. And I saw this for myself. It is a woman holding up a plate with a giant insect on it and everybody's like what in the world is this insect it's the boll weevil and if anybody knows anything historically about mm. the boll weevil it ruined the cotton crop in the south wasn't boll weevil a, a cartoon from the mid 60s could have been but <laughs> the boll weevil was an actual insect and it ruined the cotton crop which forced people to diversify their crops mm. and actually saved the agri you know the agricultural south from king cotton itself you know uh, which is a great cash crop but i mean if you know one bad season of cotton if that's all you plant then you know you're out so and that's cotton and peanut country down there and so they they built the statue this memorial to the bull weevil and he used to talk about he would freak out the tourists or he, you know as he right. called them yankees and and he would say they'd ask, did they really get that big? He's like, oh yeah, they'll carry off your kids. And, you know, 
<laughs> steal he, your lunch. You did know? he have an Alabama draw or was he more neutral sounding? No, he had an Alabama draw. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like like crazy country draw, but it was enough to know you you knew he was from there. He wasn't Jim Varney. Or not Jim Varney, but uh, who was the uh, who was Gomer Pyle? He was from Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim Neighbors. Yeah, Jim um, Neighbors. So it, no, it was definitely not that kind of draw. But he um he also because <laughs> he went to Troy, right? So he talked about, and I got to experience this a little bit. He talked about the sorority dorm at Troy because at Troy, when I when I was first for like the first two thirds of my time at Troy, there was a sorority dorm. There were no sorority houses you know and the problem with that is there's nice lawn out there and what happens when it gets hot the ladies like to lay out oh yeah uh, to sunbathe sure he told a story about all the wrecks that used to happen <laughs> out in front because you know guys are looking at me rubbernecking he, huh he crashed like crazy on his motorcycle one time and there's no hiding that and it flung him over into the group of ladies sunbathing oh man you know what they were calling for that i mean they were you know but it just it's just one of those fun when you hear hear him tell it with the the fervor that he told it and the 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 build-up to that event Mm -hmm. was just it was just hysterical and (laughs) you know i went to troy i largely because of him like i knew what troy was because my friend Paige went there but also I was like, oh, that's where Tom Flowers went. I get to go experience right. the Troy experience because of Tom Flowers. I was because about to ask you if he had an influence on you to go He did to Troy. because, I mean, uh, that's why when um, my friend Keith, who's Paige's sister, and I mean, Paige's brother, sorry, brother, and his dad said they're going down to watch Paige twirl at her college, Troy. I was like, hey, that's Tom Flowers. And so after I went and we saw that and we drove around, I was like, I could go here. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how i made the decision because I, I was all set to go to your school you know and, that's a shame we, we and i had decided fun. i decided i wasn't going to go where <laughs> most of my youth group from high school was going i was going to go somewhere where i could have my own experience yeah. and so yeah that's uh that would be one of my my crazy he sounds like a cool guy yeah he just i mean i to this day i would i would go see him now that's i, I need to set that up sometimes go have lunch with him yeah um he's recently retired like he retired what two years ago from teaching so oh wow you yeah. know that reminded me when you mentioned your <clears throat> your friend Paige, who i know as well um we um she would be a good person for us to bring on sometime just oh. to tell us stories she's a flight attendant <laughs> yeah. folks yeah and i think that she could just tell us some <laughs> i don't know how much sort of you know she can reveal maybe we'll change her last name <laughs> you know for she, her she, she, well, she posts doozies that she posts she, on social media. Yeah, she posts on social media, and it's like I'm dying laughing. Um, you know, so yeah, Ed, yeah, she would definitely have some stories. But anyway, they, she makes me glad that I don't work with the general public very often. Um, <laughs> yeah, general public in a very closed area. Yeah, yeah in a in <laughs> for a hours uh, <laughs> for hours on end. In a, basically, in a uh, toothpaste. Um, yeah. What do you call it? A toothpaste can in this, or whatever they call yeah. it in the sky. Yep. Yep. Well. He um he's he reminds me a little bit. Sounds like he reminds me a little bit of um. I won't talk about my um my old high school teacher. My one of my favorite uh, high school high history teachers was Coach Cardin, and uh, I may have Cardin on one night just to interview him because the guy was a history nut. But he had a similar um 
Rockwell kind of uh, background because he was from Kentucky and um, he talked about his grandmother a lot back in the old Kentucky days. And um, it was just, I can remember being in high school, just sitting there feeling like I was sitting down, sitting by the fire, listening to him talk about stuff. Oh, like, wow, awesome. this is like a break during my day, you know, yeah. getting to go to his class and listen to him. Um, so that, I, that's the one guy I remember. So I was trying to yeah. think, go ahead, go ahead. Well, you know, and, you know, I know you have a lot of people from your dad's, you know, shop and people your dad knew because your dad knows everybody, you know, right. ever was anywhere near Lilburn, apparently. And, right. uh, you know, you've had a lot of those characters and they always, and I've, I've, I've got the pleasure of actually meeting some of them along the way. Well, I'm going to mention one of those. Um, yeah. And we won't say my hometown because who knows who the stalkers are, but oh, <laughs> it's, I, already, it, I already said that. So well, we'll yeah. forget that. <laughs> uh, well, you said that when you said I already said that. Anyway, um, anyway, a little small town in Georgia. And my dad um, had a friend named Mike. Um, I'm already laughing. Did I change his last name? I don't know. We'll call him, <laughs> uh, we'll call him Mike Checkers. And anyway, um, Mike is a cool guy. He's an older guy. Well, not really. I mean, he's a gen, he's a baby boomer. He's probably 75 years old now, 73. And I grew up working for my dad in a body shop, auto body shop during high school and college. And Mike was just, he was a character all of his own. He's still alive. He's the kind of guy that does um, auto, um, I guess you would call it um, electrical stuff. Like he, he would install the um, wiring harnesses and all that good stuff. Any local guy that's Atlanta probably knows who Mike is that that works in auto, the automotive restoration business, or generally if they got shops or whatever they deal with people that deal with high end cars or show cars or race cars, maybe even they probably know who Mike is. Um, but Mike just has a unique, uh, he he's just kind of a guy. He was always a unique guy. He lives up in he doesn't live in Lilburn actually. What you like you oh. said earlier. He he's up in the Lawrenceville area, um, which is just down the street. If you don't, yeah, right. And Mike is um, he's just hilarious. He <clears throat> he has this like junkyard slash shop that he works out of, and basically, I I can only try to imitate how he talks. He's kind of talking a little loud like this when he talks to everybody. And he kind of, you know, and he definitely projects well. And Mike just tells this great story about, I'll just tell one story about him. But he was the kind of guy that would, he looked like a UPS driver. He would wear black socks with like a, you know, um, he wear like black socks and kind of these boots. And then he would go and wear, uh, like what looked like a button down short sleeve t-shirt <laughs> and he would uh and he you know he always kind of had like what looked like early 1980s haircut with a mustache and mike was just he was just a guy all of his own he was a married guy but he always kind of kept his private life very you know we didn't know a lot about his private life and but he but his shop was kind of the place it was the in and out kind of place people would come and go there <laughs> and it was just so funny to watch that guy he told this story like he had the way of talking for instance uh you know if we wanted to get a 350 engine for a car 
maybe like a show car or something. Mike would call it a fresh 350. Like, you know, we say, oh, I want to get a fresh 350. And the way Mike would pronounce it, oh, get you a fresh 350. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of became our moniker. Oh, get you a fresh 350. <laughs> Not fresh, it's fresh. <laughs> and uh, he told this hilarious story. You had to be there and you had to hear Mike tell it, but he was, he was, he always liked to tinker on stuff. And he had a, television set that he got somewhere it was just an old television set that stopped working and he said well you know what i'm pretty handy around electric stuff i'm just going to tear this thing apart and try to rebuild it and so he rebuilt it and he got he got lo and behold he got the thing working so he you know he uh, got it working or whatever and he's like well i think i'm just going to go back to work for a while and I'm, i think i'm going to sit this thing outside and plug it in you know put it as far away from the shop as i can you know just put it out here and let it keep going and see what it does and make sure it doesn't explode while I'm trying to work, you know, or catch fire or anything like that. So he lets it go and he's just got it out there playing out in the, you know, it's just playing a TV show out in the shop, out on the, out in the little bit of a, you know, parking lot that he's got there. And um, one of his uh, buddies, Billy, who was an in and out guy, Billy's a unique guy in and of himself. He's pretty funny. Billy, Billy comes Billy, there. Billy two beers. No, 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 not that guy. That's oh. a different story, different day. Dang. <laughs> uh but um, Billy uh, Miller is, is his name. He's a powder coating guy. He does powder coating up here in Atlanta. And he's more our age. He's, he's probably 50, somewhere around there, maybe 53. And uh, so anyways, Mike is working or something like that on an old truck or something. And Billy comes up and, you know, he walks in the shop. It's gotten dark. It's, you know, he's Mike's still there and he's playing outside. And he's closed up the doors and everything, but it's still out there playing. And Billy comes in and goes, Hey, Mike, I saw a couple of rats outside and they want to know if they're going to get a popcorn refill anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> so sitting there watching that. Uh, so, mm -mm -mm. but to hear Mike tell that story is just hilarious because he, he throws in, he, he's got a little bit of a twang, not a bad twang, but it's, it's, it's enough twang to know that he is fully, um, native lawrence billion of uh the atlanta metro area he's not you know one of the yankees that have moved to atlanta but mike is just he's a special kind of character and he's always he's one of those guys that doesn't get very deep like if you talk to him you know he, you can always you always know what kind of guy you're going to get he's not really into small talk and he just you know he's a real nice guy and he's just sort of he was always just about the business and his business was pretty much uh truck old truck ford truck restorations and things like that so that was mike yep. uh checkers the only, the only other person i can think about is one of my other dads uh i call him rodney dorton now rodney rodney's one of those guys that can walk into a room and you just start laughing he just come in like well you know, like that, and, and just be like, well, hey, Rodney. and he'd be like, what y'all up to today? You know, just, just the way he, he delivered any statement just was hysterical. And I have had, I had in my lifetime, the, the, the privilege to go golfing with all these guys. And it was me, my friend, Matt, my friend, Sam, Frankie, and Benjamin, who's Rodney's son. And all of those guys, all the dads, Ronald, that's honestly Ronald MacDonald and Rodney. Um, and 
I'll tell you what, we went to that goat track up in Winder um, to play golf, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't hit the ball. I, I'm not great. I can't play golf anyway. <laughs> but I really couldn't play that day because I'd be laughing so hard. Too weak to even swing, huh? Yeah, well, I just, it just, you just, it's hysterical. Yeah. You know, these are the guys that grew up with my dad. You know, uh-huh. my dad was already, you know, my dad died in 02, so, you know, he wouldn't have been, I couldn't see my dad on the golf course anyway. Um, but so these were just, you know, long time friends, decades and decades old you know, friends. And just the stories, the, oh, the jabs back and forth at each other. Oh, my goodness. Hmm. You know, and, and just Rodney being animated. And you could, you could just, you didn't even have to be near Rodney to, figure out what he's saying because his hands would be going and be like well you know i he liked his gestures huh yeah and it was just you know and when rodney taught sunday school oh my gosh even my sister still to this day says he's probably the best sunday school teacher she had because she knew she was going to laugh and learn at the same time so Hmm. that's uh that's definitely you know somebody like i said one of my other dads basically and well, maybe next episode we can have a we can visit a lot more characters we've known. Yeah, heck, you could spend several oh, yeah. episodes on that. Yeah, you could. I mean, especially you, man. The, the stories you tell me about guys that came around the shop that your dad knew. I, oh my gosh, Mike is a. <laughs> I tell you, Mike was just so funny. He was. I remember one time when I got out of college. I think I mentioned to him that I was trying to look for a job, and he's oh okay. He's like, you're not one of these people trying to you're working your way from the top down are you <laughs> get a job working your way from the top from the, the top to the bottom right oh it's funny that is funny he had a uh yeah i could tell i, I you know some of them they come back to you and because i mean i haven't really been around this guy in 20 years roughly uh, much but i did see him about five years ago when another local guy named morris bailey passed away and uh he was having a um sell his wife was selling off a lot of his old tools that he had in his shop and that's where i saw mike again he retold that story and i barely got i, I wish that i had recorded my, the whole story maybe i'm just going to go to a shop one day and get him to retell that story and replay it here but um he retold that story and it was just as funny as before when he told it. So, um, all right, well, let's round it out, Jason. Um, been all a good right. talk and, um, good talk and yeah, um, we'll do it again. We'll do it again soon, sir. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us on talk of now, and we will see you later.